0: Hi, it's Taylor. Quickly jumping in before the episode starts to let you know that we've changed our name and are now Sisters Assembled. You can find our updated social handles in the show notes. Enjoy the show! Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Let's Talk Marvel Fan Theories podcast. You guys know what it is that we're going to be talking about today. The amazing... Shang-Chi premiered this weekend if you haven't gone to go see it please 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 go see it before listening to this episode um Katie will have a more in-depth spoiler warning for you in a second but it's opening weekend either way so you should be going to see it to go out and support Marvel in their first uh theatrical exclusive release since release since Far From Home in 2019 a whole two years and change ago Katie take it away with our usual spoiler warning
1: well, first, I just want to say, you you saying the whole two years, that kind of, like, psychs me out.
0: Like, <laughs> Just hearing it being said.
1: It. Yeah, I mean, just hearing it being said kind of really blows my mind. Um, but to our usual spoiler warning, as Taylor kind of touched on, if you haven't seen the movie... We would appreciate if you turned us off just this one time. Weird kind of marketing thing, I guess. But turn us off at the moment. Go watch it. Uh, Go see it in the theaters. Go get whoever you see Marvel movies with or go by yourself. That's a thing now. And go watch it. Then come back, turn us back on and listen to our reactions. So definitely see it before you continue the rest of this. And if you choose to continue the rest of this without watching it, I'm politely going to say that's on you. So (laughs) no longer our fault here, folks. (laughs) No, we gave our spoiler warning. We let you all know what we're talking about. It's also in the title. So if you didn't see Shang-Chi and you're still proceeding,
0: um, that, that's on you. So all, all good. <laughs> awesome. Well, Katie, tell me, what did you think? First oh impressions. Gosh. Oh, my
1: gosh. I walked out. I was shaking. I was, like, vibrating with happiness. Like, I literally uh, – I – I it was so good. Like I don't have proper words to say just how amazing I thought it was.
0: Guys, yeah, she just for some background literally called me at one o'clock in the morning when she <laughs> comes out of this theater. I had like passed out on my bed like fallen asleep. Because you know, it was one o'clock in the morning. And uh, I get this call. I'm like, what the heck who's calling me? And she's like, Oh my god, it's so good. Like I love it so much. And I was like, yeah, me too, but, like, did you have to, like, wake me up at this moment? Like, It definitely
1: felt justified, and to be fair, I had to see it relatively later than I feel like I normally see it, because normally I, I like to go on the Thursday nights. Um, And I had to go Friday night due to circumstance. So see, having to avoid the internet and just like everyone who's seen it. I was getting texts all day from all my other friends like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. I wasn't even answering them. I was like, I don't want you to tell me anything else about this movie. I just want to go see it. So to finally get to go see it, I was like,
0: oh, it, I just, oh, it was so good. I just, how I felt about it, because I also saw it last night, just a few hours before Kate, I just thought it was masterful it was great so good I mean I think I I went with one of my friends and and what I kept saying to her the whole time or or after because I tried not to talk during the movie and be that person but I just kept saying like oh my god like those fight scenes like they didn't even look like they were fighting they were dancing they were it was so beautiful and like well done it was just I mean, it was visually stunning. I thought the story was incredibly good, and we'll we'll get into into that in a little bit, I'm sure. But I mean, first impressions, I was just just wow, just Marvel, you've done well, it! Like that was a beautiful movie. I couldn't agree more. I and I I'm, I want to break right
1: into some of the aspects of it. I'm going to start by the martial arts of it because I know that was something we talked about a little bit in the predictions episode, just in general. Um, as someone who has done martial arts for more than half of their life, Life. hello, cannot speak. <laughs> I, I'm already getting excited just talking about it. But as someone who has done martial arts for so long, I just obviously not to that degree. I'm not like some assassin out here. <laughs> but um, it just was absolutely beautiful to see it. Um, I loved when they were, I believe it's tallow is where his brother was from. And the fight scenes where they're, with the nature and just the smoothness of all of it. I just, it was, I, I don't even have words for just how beautiful it all was other than it was beautiful. And it's just such an appreciation, I think, for even the comics of Shang-Chi. Because a lot of the reason he was created was to really focus on that martial arts. Because uh, I was so big when he was first coming out. So I think that's so cool because it was such a great callback to who his character really is. And it just was really awesome to see it and how it played out on the big screen.
0: I agree. And just, you mentioned Talo, so I have to go into it. How stunning was that just, I mean, that, obviously it didn't look like that on set, I'm sure, movie magic. But just the final product of of what we got to see on screen, I mean, we've we've seen some really beautiful places in the MCU. We've seen Asgard and we've seen Wakanda. Uh, Yes, Wakanda. Um, So we've definitely had our fair share of beautiful places. And I I think Talo is right up there with some of the most amazing scenery that we've ever seen. I mean, just the animals and the nature and the vibrant colors and the, the different flora and fauna. I mean, it was just, oh, just so beautiful.
1: Well, and I actually like that you kind of brought that up So, because I kind of then, when you were saying, oh, some of the other beautiful places we've seen, Asgard, Wakanda, I, and I, <laughs> I know maybe we're trying to stay with the flow, but I have to say this, I immediately thought of Wakanda when they had the dragon scales. And just like the entire vibranium kind of dragon scale um, parallel that I was feeling and this hidden place, like everything about it was such an amazing parallel to me. And I think that's awesome, too, because of where the Black Panther story is now because of obviously, unfortunately, Chadwick's death. I think it's really cool to see another story kind of possibly be coming up and doing some of a similar idea. But in a different cultural way and I just think that was a beautiful way to take it. And I think the story itself was a great way to look back at the culture as a whole with the dragons. And oh it was just it was (laughs) stunning and it was stunningly done. And just everything about it I think like the costumes. I know someone I had seen it with just the entire time, look at the costumes, look at the costumes and I was like, I know. Like they just were gorgeous and they were just so perfectly done. You know, they were not too modernized or anything they were
0: really just perfect uh, to me and not even just the fighting costumes which were amazing i mean the when he came out in the red dragon scaled yes tunic oh my god i mean just oh my god But even just like the street wear, what they were wearing in like San Francisco or Macau, like, just just perfect, just so well styled and so well done from top to bottom. I just I mean, I can't I I have yet to find a flaw truthfully. And it's not that I'm, you know, where's the flaw? But like, I just like thinking about it. I'm like, there was not a single aspect of this movie that I can like criticize because I just feel like. From the performances to the costuming to to you know the the surroundings that they were in to the story like perfect just just so well executed from top to bottom I mean it just so good even like you know I sometimes shy away from some of the franchises that don't directly tie into the original six you know because I you know they have such a special place I'm, I'm sure a lot of people feel this way they have such a special place in my heart so for me it's there I sometimes don't always enjoy the other more outside of the original six franchises as much, but I loved this. I just, I thought this was amazing. Um, And I loved the subtle yet important nods to some of the larger things that have happened, obviously the snap and the blip. And they talk about Iron Man and Iron Man three, which I'm sure we'll talk about more in depth in a minute, but I just thought it was such a good balance of creating its own world and creating its own universe but so beautifully tying it into the larger universe without being overbearing and like hitting you over the head with it. Um I thought that that balance was incredibly well struck.
1: I thought it was the best origin story that has come out of Marvel in a really relatively long time. I agree. I I think Black Panther was one of the best, but I think other than that one, I think Chi was great or I think that is how you have to do origin stories now, because you can't just do them the way that Thor and the first Avenger and Iron Man all could just kind of be done because they were starting. Now that we're already in the thick of all things, you can't really just be like, oh, here's just like a movie. Because I think I, we definitely talked about it in our predictions video, how, or I believe we talked about it in the predictions video, how we kind of compared a little bit about Captain Marvel, how when her origin story came out, it was just kind of a rough Uh, just because of the timing Um, and I think it wasn't done the way it needed to be done and I think this was you know this is how you get someone really intrigued with a character and really involved with the character by not letting it be overshadowed by the things the universe has already created but also making sure that it's clear Hey, it does still tie in here. Like it's, here's a little nod to this. Here's a little nod to that. And just some of the references, like I know. And to your point, you said a couple of them. And I feel like there were more because I feel like I was like constantly sitting there. I was like, oh my God, that was to something. Like this was to this and this was to that. And I definitely, I just, I genuinely, I think it had a perfect mix of the action, but it had a lot of the culture. It also had to meet. One of the best stories, and I am probably gonna stand on that. And that will be
0: my hill if I need to die on it. That will be it. Yeah, speaking of the story, I know we said we were gonna talk about it. So now that we've kind of chatted about our initial reactions and how we felt about it, let's dive into the story a little bit. You know, we start, you know, with his, I guess, his dad, right? You know, thousands of years ago. Because um, the rings kind of make him immortal, you kind of see him go through and, and meet their mother, and I thought that was interesting. I don't think I really, I I guess, I guess my first, we let's let's start this way. We got a lot wrong. I mean, we got so much wrong. Um, yeah, but I think one thing I did not expect, which I guess maybe I should have just just because of what was happening in the in the trailers, was how it was told. Not really in a linear fashion in the sense that there were so many more flashbacks, I think, than I was expecting. I kind of thought that there would be like one main flashback where he talks about his life with his dad and all this stuff. I did not expect to kind of have the mystery of around his mother's death and how she died and and that almost being like a secondary plot line. Like that totally was not what I expected. I thought it was extremely well done, but I was not expecting it at all. So that totally caught me off guard in a really good way yeah, I mean, that part of the story I thought was really interesting and in the way they were able to weave both the past and the present into such an interesting story to, to help you understand the dynamic of this family and why it is so incredibly broken.
1: Well, something I said to one of the fellow people I went with was their dad was the worst best dad ever. <laughs> and <laughs> Because at the end of the day, everything he did, I mean, he literally was the best dad until his wife died. And everything he did was because of his grief and the repercussions of his wife's death. And so, like, wow, that doesn't justify anything. And I'm not saying it does, because he clearly was, like, a lot for his children, and that was not a way to, you know, raise children. He always believed in his family, and he always wanted – like, that's why he even says when he first sees Shang-Chi, when Shang-Chi goes to see his sister and the whole thing happens – You know, he was like, I told my men they wouldn't be able to take you alive, and I'm glad to see. Like, he's so proud of his kids, but it's It's like... It's
0: so weird because you're like, wow, you're such a supportive dad, but also you trained your child to be an assassin from the age of seven. So it's like such a weird dichotomy. It's like, you clearly love your children, but like in all of the wrong ways. Yeah, literally worst best dad ever. That's the
1: best title for him because he's like so bad at being such a good dad. Like it's 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 very weird. Um, and even just like you know, even when he's fighting him, like you, like what he's doing, he's trying to find his wife. And yeah, he's under an illusion; he doesn't realize it.
0: But that's his. That's what he's doing. He's like, I'm trying to bring your mom home. Like I'm trying to you know, get I, her for us. I thought it was so interesting that like it's so clear that his motivation is his family for everything. It's why he gives up the rings. It's why he takes them back. It's why He goes and does what he does, you know, through through the climax of the story and releasing the soul sucker like he's so driven by his family, even the line where he talks about and we talked about this in the predictions, but in a completely different context, where he says to his son, Oh, I always knew where you were. And I gave you 10 years to live your life, like even that in and of itself, in its own twisted kind of way is an act of love from a father to a son. So it's very strange like my immediate thought with him was oh he belongs in the bad dads club with you know Howard Stark and Odin and you don't say Odin I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> oh, oh obviously Odin. But um you know he belongs up there with like the worst dads in the MCU ego like you know the bad dad club. And of like course. I still <laughs> I still believe he has a seat there but he's like a tier 2 member like he's not as bad as like trying to kill his children or just being generally like super abusive because like yes some of his pushing Shang-Chi as he grew up obviously you know he doesn't physically abuse himself but facilitates and allows for the abuse as part of his training I just don't think to me it's at the level of ripping your child apart and replacing her with metallic parts a la Thanos a nebula.
1: Agreed. I will say, though, I think it was pretty interesting. And you kind of were saying it. I mean, part of the reason he is the assassin he is and the reason he raised him the way he was, was pushing him to get revenge for his mother's death. And I think that is just a whole other factor to it was because he was like, you deserve the revenge just as much as I do.
0: Yeah, like he wanted to partake in that with his child, which twisted,
1: but I almost get it. Yeah, he was like, you know what? You had to sit there and say goodbye to your mother, then watch her die. So he was like, here it is. Like, you get to have this revenge because you are owed it, you know? Like, I'm owed it, but so are you. And I just think that was very powerful.
0: You actually just made me think of something, a parallel that I never really thought of or I didn't think of after the movie. But in terms of villains and villains that you can not quite justify but identify with their methods you know obviously the poster poster child for this is killmonger um, yes. as far as being a well-written, well-written villain with a real and genuine motivation that's not just power or revenge or something you know slightly more shallow I think he is up there on the level of killmonger in terms of well-written villains who do what they do for a reason that I think we could all understand
1: I agree and I I like I said, I just, I genuinely sat there and I I understood what he was doing. And I mean, he is rippled with grief and I get that, you know, like he lost his wife, the person who meant everything. He gave everything up to be with her. She gave everything up to be with him. And it was like, they had this perfect little circle and this perfect little family. And I think there was a really powerful scene where it's the entire family, it's the four of them training and just not doing like martial arts. They would, I forget what her style of training but it was the soft movements and I thought that was a very powerful scene that even when I believe it's Shang-Chi telling the story of like our our family was so perfect you know like everyone was happy there was so much love exactly and just what happened when you know that someone who was such a key pillar for that just was ripped so gruesomely from them And I just think the family dynamic is so interesting. And I think, I have to say, I think it's really interesting that now that you were bringing up the Bad Dads Club of Marvel, how many it is that it's the dads. Like, I don't feel like we have a lot of the stories where it's the mom. It's a lot of the time the dad, which I just think is interesting. I kind of just wanted to point out because I I, I think we see a lot of that and we always see that sibling duo. And I really want to touch on the sibling duo because I think we were both correct and wrong at the same yes. time about their relationship. We
0: were, like, halfway there, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. We were definitely, like, I I can't, <laughs> I think
1: by moving it throughout the movie, they were definitely more, like, getting much closer and bonding through the pain. But I see a lot of loki and thor in them at the beginning with the resentment and the hatred toward the father though was the biggest thing too like his sister hated their dad but also relied so much on like there was still a little bit of difference obviously because she relied on her brother and her brother disappeared after telling her that he wouldn't but i i do definitely see that loki and thor relationship a little bit at the very beginning and just how much she is upset with him but at the end of the day what did she do she came back to save his life and saved katie's life which obviously she saw was someone who was important to him so i i think that sibling relationship was pretty cool and i okay. like, like we both kind of said we were we were halfway there because i definitely think i thought we both thought she was on the dad's
0: side so we were definitely yeah, wrong that. totally wrong yes. um for sure you know she i thought her storyline was very interesting and really well done the idea of her being sidelined because she's a woman and not being allowed to train with the boys but she taught her I love the line where she's like I wasn't allowed to train with them so I watched what they did and learned how to do it better like I just think you should (laughs) Yeah, from such a like feminist standpoint I just think that's so powerful because I think you know even just in real life like that's what women have had to do for centuries to get a place at the table is You know, do whatever you have to do, but you have to do it better just to be considered as good. Um, So I loved that angle of her storyline. I thought it was really well written, very well developed too. I mean, the rage and then the way that she was able to turn all of that into her own business and become her own woman, her own entrepreneur. I mean, that was so, so interesting. And then the way I know we're gonna get, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but the way that that then translates into the end credit scene where she takes over for her father, but does it in her own way. That was so Loki sitting on the throne. And in- you know what? I know we're going to
1: hit the end credit scenes, but I have to say this because as soon as I saw it, I was like, I said this, I said this, I said this, I said this. I was like, I wrote this in the blog. I said this on the podcast. I said this. <laughs> like, I had to just highlight that. And I was so excited because I was like, I, I I like, it was kind of when you do a math problem incorrectly, but get the right answer, because that's kind of what happened here. Like, I thought she was working for her dad the whole time, wasn't, but she still ended up continuing the 10 rings. And I loved something I think we've missed. And I personally have missed because I don't think we've seen it quite as much. The whole blah, blah, blah will return. And I love seeing that.
0: Yes. Yes. Love it. And quickly going off of that, the first thing, so I think now that I've had some time to digest, my first thought was like, in some ways, it's very reminiscent of like Loki in the Dark World, how he takes over the throne from Odin. And even though Odin's not dead, like, you know, I mean, you all know the story, that he takes over for Odin and runs Asgard. But my immediate thought, and what I kind of screamed a little loudly in the movie was, oh my God, she's pulling a Mordo. Like the idea that like, you know, they were an ally up until a certain point, And you know now she's going to have conflict with her brother because he thinks, and he specifically said, my sister's out there dismantling my father's regime. So he thinks she's out here taking it apart where she's, you know, doing her own thing and making it into her image and what she wants, which you could see with the women fighters, which I freaking loved. Well, and you know what? And the only reason I think we... We'll talk about the
1: other end credits scene a little later. And I think this is a good time to talk about this one just because this was so focused on his sister. But yes. something I thought of, and I like that you thought of Mordo, I thought of the widows and the amount of black widows that they have. And that is immediately where, where my like whole
0: mind went. And I was like, what if we see these two groups somewhere? So here's what I'm getting from Marvel Phase 4. It is lady and it is magic. It is femme and it is yes. magic all yes. the freaking way. I mean, you have you have the Widows out there. You have now her fighting ring that is co-ed, but has some very powerful women, I am sure. You have Wanda out here mixing it up. Sylvie out there mixing it up. Oh my God, uh, ugh, Yelena. I mean, you have some incredibly powerful women, whereas before it was you know only Natasha, really. Like, yes, you know, Black, not, not Black Widow. Why am I blanking? Scarlet Witch was out there, but she wasn't really the Scarlet Witch. Like she's fully come into her own now. So it's very cool to see how many powerful women are out there just kicking butt and taking names and causing trouble. It's definitely gonna be interesting. I I think that scene that a lot of people feel is, you know, very forced. Um, you all know what I'm talking about from um yes. endgame. <laughs> the lady power scene that, you know, whatever. But wait, like, we could actually do that legitimately now. Like there are some really powerful ladies. Really, really powerful ladies. So that's pretty cool. Like I said, I, well, I thought her whole storyline on femi- um like feminist storyline was really cool. Um and I'm I'm excited that there's so many kick booty ladies out there. Well, and you know what? We can't talk about
1: this without talking about Katie and I'm gonna bring it up because one, I finally what? have my namesake in the MCU. So <laughs> I'm going to live vicariously through Aquafina's character.
0: Aquafina um, was a standout she's so lady. She's so good, so good. Oh She'll God. never not be good. I mean, and now that she's like canonically in this universe for a long time, I mean, can you get any better? I just love her. He had me rolling throughout the entire movie. I just
1: like. <laughs> and I can't even think of a specific scene because almost every scene she was in she just had something to say like no I can think of the specific scene there's two it was when he was fighting in the ring and his sister completely knocks him to the ground and he sees Katie who's just like sitting there she's looking up at him giving her the thumbs up she's like sipping a drink and then she walks
0: in later and she like bet up against him he's like did you bet against me and she's just, just like uh. and like, that was so but right before that how about when he walks out shirtless and she just totally checks his- <laughs> Out, like this is my best friend and i'm very confused because i see six abs and where did those come from like yeah I was just like katie's the every girl right now and i am living for I it just every scene she was in she had
1: a great moment and i have to say you know someone who i don't say necessarily followed aquafina like very very closely coming up but i definitely like would watch some videos here and there it's really cool to see someone who like has kind of made it but also that she does such a good job. Like, I have not watched any of her other productions. Because I know she has been... She's in a TV show. Um, and I think she's been in another movie or two. Crazy Rich um, Asians
0: is the one that yes. I know from.
1: Yeah. Yes. I have not really seen her. I've seen a bit of that
0: movie. I haven't really seen her in a lot. But she's just so her, right? If you haven't seen Alkafina and Crazy Rich Asians, you are in for a treat. Please go watch she, it. She's just amazing. And to see her, like,
1: genuinely, like, her acting skills, I think, are also very well done. Like, I... When you needed to feel things from her, you felt things from her. But when you needed to laugh, she had the perfect
0: one-liner. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I also, you know, I think the trailers paint her as the sassy best friend, you know, and knowing that's kind of, at least in my experience, I've only seen her in one other movie, but that's kind of the role that she played in in that movie as well, or a similar kind of, you know, sassy character with the one-liners. So I was not expecting kind of the evolution of her almost into her own version of a warrior. And I was like, wow, you're actually taking the time to really develop a secondary character in a way that's very cool. And guess what? She's not screened as an assassin. She's just a regular girl from San Francisco doing her best and, you know, taking it as it comes. And I was just like, this is amazing. Like, you have to take the time to do this. Because I
1: love superheroes, and I will always stand by that. But I definitely think, like, and I think we see this a little with Ant-Man, who just kind of was like, I'm putting on this suit, and you're going to teach me how to fight, and I'm a superhero now. You know? <laughs> like, like, that was really the gist of his no, movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I think, maybe it's fun, th- those from San Francisco, uh, San Francisco, who knows? But West Coast Avengers! Uh, yeah, honestly. I, I love superheroes. I love superpowers. I love to see them. But I do love this whole... Little like, hey, I'm normal. Boom, here, here's your job. Like, here's my best.
0: I'll help how I can. Like, let me, you know, like the everyday hero, the person who just does their best to help in a bad situation. And I mean, look at what Katie did. Like, without
1: Katie, this wouldn't have. Like, literally, they would have lost. They would all be dead. Exactly. So I just think that was absolutely amazing, and I just like I said you couldn't talk about the woman characters if you didn't bring up Katie because I just it is just so cool to see someone who is that normal just supposed to be the side character it's like if they did something with Ned's character in Spider-Man like that would be the perfect kind of you yeah. know hey let's develop this into more than oh they're the love interest or they're this or they're that, you know like yeah or, or they're like just the best
0: friend if like I'm gonna pull this because I just watched what if but if Christine Palmer was more than just the love interest for Doctor Strange, if she was somehow more involved, then, you know, that would kind of be the level of what happened for Katie. Like, she wasn't just his love interest. She wasn't just his best friend. She became a warrior and a fighter and someone who could handle things on her own, in her own right, without being anybody, quote-unquote, special from this magical family. Well, you know what I like, too? And I think...
1: And I say this nicely, um, because I love Marvel, but I do think a lot of their love interests have been very forced. And I think how they tend to do it, because I feel like they tried so far to, like, semi-avoid it. And then they were like, oh, wait, this is working. Because then you had, like, Tony Pepper. I mean, Thor and Jane were like, okay. And then Peggy, and uh, we're not even going to start there. (laughs) I don't... They don't really develop the love interest, I think, too well, in my personal opinion. I think they started to do that once again. I mean, maybe this is just because it's one of the most perfect movies, but Black Panther, I think they did it really well.
0: Oh, I think T'Challa and Nakia are incredible. I also would say another good example is um, Scott and, um, and Hope. Yes, I think they, because there's not, like, yes, there's the initial attraction, but they learn to trust each other, and they still have issues that you work through as a couple, and so I I think it's another good example.
1: Yeah, and I agree, and that's why, but what I liked about this movie, more more specifically than anything, was that it was implied a little bit. Uh, I mean, the first we really see anything is when uh, Katie's grandma says something to him about them getting married, and he's like, no, (laughs) like... And I think we see a little bit like, I mean, like to your point, you said about the shirtless scene when she's like, whoa. And, you know, as they're going through these moments with each other, you're seeing them lean more and more on each other. And I think I I kept thinking about and I know this is going to be kind of weird, but this is what kept crossing my mind was when in The Winter Soldier. And this is because I can quote this movie. Steve says it's hard to find someone with shared life experience. Mm-hmm. And that's what kept going through my head about this. And as they were going through this situation and they grew together through the situation because she never left his side. She said, you're going, I'm going like this. is You're going to go fight. I'm going to fight. Like I stand by yeah. you.
0: Yeah, I agree. I just thought that was really well done. And even, even the, I mean, as a romantic, I wanted a little more closure on this, but even at the end, it's not really certain if they've, kind of crossed that line. Not that it's a bad line across, but crossed the line from platonic, like strictly platonic, to being more than friends. Like they it's not it's implied that yeah, maybe they're there, but like it's not But I know, like that it didn't focus friend. only on that, you know? Like we yeah, weren't yeah. sitting
1: there only worried about, oh will they won't they, you know. They, they definitely, you could see the growth, and I liked that, and it's kind of the aspect of, we will see it lightly later, but we yeah. aren't worried about yeah. it now. Yeah, like, I
0: mean, I genuinely didn't have a problem with it. I just, I like, I like a little more closure when it comes to that kind of stuff, so 30 seconds or a one line would have made me, like, happy, but I didn't feel like it was lacking. Like, I didn't feel like the movie needed it, because I thought it was really well done. Switching gears completely cuz I feel like there's a lot to unpack in this uh, in some of the other scenes. I want to talk about the fight ring and the scene and some of the thoughts there and just all of what's going on. Katie, you're uh, showing me that you have something to say. I'm angry.
1: Yeah, I, I stand yeah. By that. I'm, I'm angry. First off, what because I think I said this in the predictions, or I said this in the where have they been. I said in one of our podcast episodes, I said, just give me a one-liner to explain where the heck this dumb abomination dude has been. Now, here's something I will say really quick, and I need to get this off my chest. I did like that they made him more comic book accurate. I loved that, okay? I really sat there and I was really excited because they actually added, like, he does actually have those ears and everything. Like, he, he I looks couldn't put so my finger
0: on why he looks so weird, but now I get it because he looks different from the, because I haven't seen the first Hulk, I mean, the Hulk movie in a long time because it's not on Disney+. Plus he doesn't look quite the way i remember him but because he like they made him look too like
1: humany and like okay you don't know the movie i'm about to reference but if anyone who's listening does you're gonna understand what i'm saying um there's a movie called mr tusk at the end of the day the dude becomes a walrus it's a weird way that it goes about but if you can picture or just look up the literally just look up and you'll see what i'm talking about that is what i think he looked like like abomination looked like in the first movie he looked like human skin kind of but over like wrong side of body I thought he looked a lot more reptilian I think he looked a lot more like his comic book version so I will say I was very happy about that and I, I blurted it out in the movie middle of the movie I was like oh my god oh my god he looks like his comic book self like I was so excited but I felt cheapened because I just needed that one line to explain where this man has been for what 15 years like
0: yeah not only that But how the heck are he and Wong, like, kind of, like, they they went off together. He was like, I told you how to do the right hook. Like, what is happening? And why is Wong teaching Abomination how to fight? I have so many questions.
1: I don't know. And I am, like, kind of sitting here lost. That's the one part of the movie which has nothing to do with the actual, like, Shang-Chi part of the movie. So I'm not angry about it. But I'm like, that's the one part of the movie that I'm genuinely like, what? Because like, we also know by this point in our lives, if you haven't seen the Ho- Home trailer, like, please get on that. Um, but we also know Wong is clearly seen in the trailer. So it's not like we're not seeing him in future works that so are coming up recently, or like quickly.
0: I gotta know. Is Abomination gonna make an appearance in No Way Home because he and Wong are somehow BFFs now? The only the only reason, and I may have said this before
1: in a future, in like a past episode, uh, that I think they brought Abomination back was just because of his impact on the Hulk family, in like overall and how he like changes kind of how things happen and how people become Hulks and all that.
0: And that's totally fine. I just need to know, like, what happened in the 15 year gap and why you're no, like, you can't just like let that go. So yeah, I agree. I think I mean, overall, obviously, we talked about how much we love the movie. But that was one part where I just was like scratching my head. I it, it needed a little more explanation. I mean, I'm sure they'll get to it. And they just didn't do it in this movie because that wasn't the focus. But that one left me a little confused. I'm not gonna well, lie
1: and also a uh, little easter egg that I think I saw did you see the extremists
0: fighting in the what? one thing I okay. was like oh my god I was like they're glowing orange and I my the friend that I went with is not does not really watch them as much like I've drugged her dragged, dragged her to a few but she doesn't <laughs> I was like whoa you drugged her like <laughs> I've made her come with me to a few different movies I think over the years but you know she's not you know that's not her thing um and I was like oh my god and I was like trying to like tell her about it and she just was like I'm (laughs) like looking at me like okay like I'm lost well you know what and I first off loved that because we
1: had a couple references back to Iron Man 3 and I loved that that was one of them and that was like more of an
0: easter eggy little thing yeah that leaves the perfect bridge Please I let me know. say the perfect bridge to Trevor. Don't Traver-Man. go there yet. Don't go there yet because I just I just have a question related to the extremists because I know exactly okay. where you're going. And then I uh, whatever those people were blowing up. How did this one not blow up? Like, is there some all blow there? up? But like most of them, no. I'm saying like <clears throat> not that Iron Man blew them all up, but like those soldiers, they were they were imploding. Like that's how he knew what was happening. The, but when they, they were coming, when they were becoming it, it didn't take for all of them oh okay so
1: that's why like that guy who puts happy in the coma initially like he like it's probably one of his it was probably one of his like doses that he gave him because you see him like suck it up and then he like implodes you see it in some of the videos not all of them make it through the process of becoming okay. that's why like when he kidnaps pepper he even says like Something about... He, like, talks about, oh, this is the most, like, like difficult part of the process to see whether or not her body, body accepts it or not.
0: Gotcha. So, exactly. his body just
1: accepted it, so...
0: Yeah, and didn't um, Tony fix the... There was, like, an issue, right? Tony... Yeah. Michael.
1: Okay. Yeah, well, I think he had to because then, obviously, Pepper became one, so that was kind of weird.
0: Yeah. All right, cracking um, with you. I was just a little confused because I didn't even but, realize that those guys were still around. Well, first, and I need to bring up... Because
1: I, I liked the Iron Man references a lot because this was an important movie, I think, to have done it. I liked that his father straight up was like, I'm not the Mandarin, but they gave him that name. They faked who I was and I loved that. Yes. Loved it. But I loved, more than anything else, Trevor.
0: (laughs) Trevor. Okay. When I started, when he started doing the me, 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 I literally screamed, oh my God, it's Trevor! Like, in the theater, I was so, they didn't even have to show me. I was like,
1: it's I almost Trevor. cried. I almost cried. And I heard the rumor that he was going to make an appearance,
0: but I didn't think he was actually going to play like a relatively like big role in the movie. I know. I was so pleasantly surprised by his amount of screen time. I was like, Trevor is never not going to just steal the show for me, and I just I, oh my god, so he, good. I'm sorry, but when he
1: sat there, and he, like, I thought that they, they killed him. And he's sitting there, and he's like, it's a performance, get down.
0: And I was like, Whoa. I literally, like, was on the verge of tears, and I was like, not Trevor. And then he, and then he gets up, and I was like, oh, thank god, he's alive. He had me, or even when, uh, what was it, what, what's
1: the little pet's name who I'm literally in love with? Like, Sar- Miller? Yeah. Is it Miller? No, hold on. I have to look it up because I'm also blanking. I can't remember. But when he, when it first came out from around the corner, and they were like, "What is that?" and he was like, oh, "You see it too?" I was like, "Oh my
0: <laughs> god!" <laughs> oh my god!
1: He, I just Trevor is Morris. uh Morris. 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 I knew it had a double letter in it, but I didn't know what it was. I first off in love with Morris, but second in love oh, with Trevor. Like he oh, was my so didn't
0: on a face and I was like you're so cute though I know I know just Disney giving me all the cuteness like on level of like baby Yoda I like can't handle it I literally was like this
1: is beautiful and
0: I just his little side arc his little ability like him
1: helping Shang-Chi like all of this I just thought was so funny but it was so perfect because I think Trevor was such a he's like Jimmy Woo such a beloved character that everyone loved and only had such a small amount of screen time because he was not a big character and I'm not saying he was like one of the most like prevalent characters obviously that was like Katie and Shang-Chi and his sister and even his dad but um him just playing the role that he played in general I thought was amazing because I did I I expected like a little cameo I didn't expect this man to be in this movie for a solid like 15 minutes
0: (laughs) it was it was great and I also just loved the way it really left no question and brought everything full circle from Iron Man 3 it fully explained Yes, that was not the Mandarin. They made the Mandarin up. This is who I am. This is what I stand for. This is the real 10 rings. Even what shocked me, because we were totally wrong. I mean, it didn't shock me that we were wrong, but it shocked me that um, when he said he made mention of of, uh, capturing capturing a rich guy and um, what's the word? (sighs) Basically, where you take the likeness or the whatever of someone Basically, he was saying, I'm I'm not explaining this well, but basically, he hinted that the group that took Tony at the beginning was not not a part of them either. Yeah, Yeah. which I didn't expect at all, and I was like, oh, like, okay. Yeah, no, I kind of like, I
1: wasn't sure if that's what he was saying, but I definitely heard, like, when he was saying it, I was like, oh,
0: yeah, so I don't know if that's exactly what he was referring to, but I kind of thought it was, and I was like, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, which kind of leads me to wonder more of who those people were,
0: because yeah. I don't think it
1: helps. I mean, like, not that it left this stone unturned, but I just don't think it helps to make that. Like, it almost makes more of a question in that department than an answer.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, I just no, really want... want to do is a little more research on that. Like just what other people are saying to confirm, and we'll confirm this in the blog after we've done a little bit of digging, whether or not he was specifically referencing the kidnapping of Tony Stark not being his organization. Because just even based on what he was saying about what his organization has done over the years, it seems like it would be something in their wheelhouse, like toppling governments, you know, kidnapping arms dealers. That seems like that's something that would be, you know, that's
1: arms. All hot. of that was very interesting considering he sounded a lot like Bakov
0: oh yes i was like somebody else does this too and i couldn't think Mm -hmm. of who it was at the minute but yes right you're right so i kind of thought that was pretty interesting with the
1: training too with how he trains his men and how the widows are done i thought all of that was pretty interesting to me because i i definitely between wakanda and not wakanda well yeah but black widow and black panther i saw a lot of parallels and it was like those movies kind of and obviously not fully there was plenty of its own things but like I feel like those movies, like, met up, had a child, and the plot of it was kind of Shang-Chi. Like, the ideas behind some of it was Shang-Chi, and I shouldn't say plot, like, just some of the concepts that came in was definitely what Shang-Chi came, and I loved it.
0: Yeah, I thought it was a very interesting amalgamation. It took two very distinct franchises, well, I guess you can't really call Black Widow a franchise, two very distinct movies, and kind of made its own version uh, like it took those those concepts from those those very different movies and brought them together in a completely new and original way and and I really enjoyed that.
1: Well, now I think personally, I talked my biggest parts of the movie. I want to talk about the end credit scene because um, there were kind of actually three. The way they're
0: doing them now is very strange.
1: Yeah, so I just want to talk. Well, we kind of talked on the very last one, which we've said I think set our piece on. Um, Let's talk about the most important one. Uh, And first, let's also talk about how we were correct in predicting this one. We did think we were, we at least knew Wong would probably be in it. Wasn't sure if Doctor Strange.
0: But I was pleasantly surprised to see my boost banner. Yes, I was. I was. Um, I had a question. He's supposed to be Smart Hulk now. So is that done over i don't know maybe he can't heal as hulk but he can so i don't know it's but also had you, you could see the arm in the sling yeah permanently damaged so i but his face wasn't burned i don't hulk's face wasn't burned
1: i thought it was it was like up his neck
0: i think it was just his arm
1: oh maybe then i might be thinking of tony
0: yeah i think you're thinking because it was tony's whole left yeah 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 you're right you're right. right right side whatever, whatever hand he use that whole side right um, okay but yeah, I, I that was the first thing I thought of was why is he not Smart Hulk and why does he look like Bruce Banner? Um, yeah. yeah. I also,
1: I thought it was pretty interesting the two who they brought in were Carol and Bruce. Yeah. But I also want to talk about their whole thing talking about what's inside of the rings are very interesting and to me gave me uh, Infinity Stones vibes. I got
0: really, really nervous when they started looking inside.
1: So did I. And I was like, We cannot do this again.
0: (laughs) I I just can't do the whole because now there's ten of them and not six, and I just, I got it made me very nervous. To be fair, right now Shang Chi owns all ten of them. Yeah, for sure. It made me scared, but it also made me excited because they were like it's beaconing something, and I was like, but I also think
1: that's we're really starting to call towards the bigger things we're getting to. Um, because I definitely definitely think
0: like like what do all these things have in common right yeah. so that's how we that's how we started to piece that you know I mean we I, I personally was a little late to the game in 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 the affinity saga in terms of being going from casual to a more involved fan we'll call it um so I wasn't there piecing these together with the infinity stones until later on but those of those of you fans who were there from the beginning I'm sure that's what you were doing and and it's interesting because we don't have those unifying stones, but I think we're starting to get pieces. It's just hard to tell at this stage of the game. Where what it means. It. Yeah, how yeah. do they fit together and how do they align? And what what is it telling us in terms of direction? Well, yeah,
1: I definitely agree. And I, um, I'm um i pretty intrigued. And I thought it was really ominous of Wong to just be like, your life is changing. Like, <laughs> I, was I like, also okay. love
0: that. Like, my thought process was, I think this might be the first time, with the exception of maybe... Peter Parker, this might be the first time where someone is like, look, being a superhero is really tough crap. And you're going to be one of us now. And I mean, okay, that's not true. I guess Hawkeye gives Wanda that pep talk in Age of Ultron. But like, I don't know. It just felt, this one felt different. Like, because he, I don't know. It just felt different. Welcome to the circus. (laughs) Like, I loved it. I don't know. It was so cool. Um, I just,
1: I think for me, it's harder for me to think about where, and this is going to go because we are really getting bread breadcrumbs. You know, mm-hmm. like, we're really, like, what are we beginning to? Couldn't tell you What's in the rings? Couldn't tell you Are the rings themselves all ten things? Or the rings we should be considered being one of a couple artifacts, you know? Um, I was
0: trying to think, like, like who's out there in comics that these could be, be I mean, obviously we know, like, they're alien origins, and, like, that's one thing, but they don't always go straight comic. You know, straight from the comics. Something I want to
1: point out is
0: Carol herself
1: even says nothing she's seen. Obviously, she's been across the galaxy and back. Uh, Am I wondering this has to do with multiverse? Kind of. No. (laughs) Because there can be another threat in a different multiverse that never was born in our timeline. Is the multiverse open at this stage? Do we know? I don't know because I don't know the exact placement. I just know this one's after the blip. So I don't know the exact placement of this movie in regards to what we've already seen.
0: I have to, can I make a prediction there? Um, Yes. And this is based on a few things, but also one really superficial and stupid thing. First of all, you know, I think um, from what we saw in Falcon the Winter Soldier, there was a lot of resettling going on. San Francisco to me looked normal. So that to me says we're somewhere in the line of Far From Home, because things looked a little more like they were back to, you know, I agree. the status quo. The other and much more um, superficial thing, Carol Danvers' hair. In Endgame, she had that really short haircut, and here she was back to her 90s, kind of longer, chin-to-midneck bob. That doesn't happen overnight, so, I mean, I know that's stupid, but, that's you know, she obviously grew her hair like does she have magical hair growing powers i wouldn't put it past her but you know if she grew her hair like a normal lady that takes some time just a thought just putting it out you know and i
1: thought about that immediately because i was like oh okay she's got her long hair back so i also kind of was like why would you give her her more comic like accurate kind of look by the because like doesn't she normally have the shorter hair
0: in the comics i think i'm it's it's both but i kind of tend to recognize her with the shorter hair but so yeah i did too
1: and so i kind of was like oh okay like what was the point then why would you give it to her in endgame and then all of a sudden she has it like back i don't know that was kind of weird i
0: thought that was strange too so like what is her hair going to look like in the marvels is it going to be comic accurate or is it going to be back long? like i don't know this is why i really
1: liked too that they brought carol and bruce in Because we're getting She-Hulk, in which he will be in, and we're getting the Marvels, which she will be in. So we're, Mm -hmm. I think it was a really good way to kind of be like, "Hey guys, don't forget you're getting these after some of these new, like these initial things." Because keep in mind, we're all excited for WandaVision, the Falcon, Winter Soldier, Loki. I mean, obviously, everyone's excited for all the movies that have come out and are coming out within the next two to three. Because like, but I don't know if there's any. I don't know if there's been much hype yet for anything past Thor: Love and Thunder. So I think this was kind of a nice way to be like, just a gentle little reminder, you're getting these guys back in something else.
0: Yeah, like there's more, there's more coming and and these guys are in it. Yeah, I agree.
1: Um, But I mean, I'm content. I think I've said my piece on Shang-Chi and I loved it.
0: (laughs) There's there's one piece I wanted to bring up, um, and I meant to bring it up when we were talking about the ring, but we kind of got off on a long on a abomination tangent. And I wanted to point out, we were very wrong about it being in Madripoor. Um I,
1: Yeah, but we were not the only ones wrong yeah, about it.
0: I, we both got it from, I think, the same video that we both watched and kind of prepped where someone looked at the, the their, what they thought were Easter eggs. So no power broker connection that we can see. Um, in some ways, his sister is her own power broker, which is pretty cool. So, you know, they're not as annoying as Sharon Carter. Although, while that you kind of
1: brought the two of them up in a sentence, I wouldn't be surprised if we see the Ten Rings return with the power broker.
0: Oh, don't you think Sharon wants them?
1: But that's what I mean. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's the connection we see them in
0: yeah oh one other thing now that you brought up the ten rings there is one thing that immediately stuck out to me um and obviously it was very intentional I just thought it was absolutely beautiful when Shang finally does get the rings from his dad after his dad passes and he gives them to him or even just when he's finding his father just the way that he uses them as though he has always had oh, them yeah. and that he's been fighting with them for thousands of years the way his father had just the grace and the absolute mastery i mean i was like oh my god i'm gonna cry like it was so good i was like i i like words no i agree and honestly
1: i just in general thought like i said all the fight scenes and it you brought this up earlier it felt very killmonger like you really wanted to like you understood like what this man was going through and i just thought it was a it was really a masterpiece of a marvel movie and i i'm gonna stand by that um i have not a single complaint i will happily go see it again and again and again if i need to like i just i don't know i just think with all the things coming out to do an origin story in the middle of it was a
0: bold move and i think they did it right I agree. Um, and I was I was looking at some articles today, I think I saw that this movie was projected to have the highest Labor Day box office opening weekend for the four days, Friday through Monday, of all time. So go awesome. freaking Marvel in the middle of a pandemic, break some box office, office records, why don't you? Like, all in a day's work for them. I'm just, I'm so proud to be a part of this fandom. I don't say that enough, but... When stuff like this happens, you just gotta take a step okay. back and say, I am, of all the thousands of years that I could have lived, you know, in humanity, in the time humanity has been on this planet, the fact that I get to be here while this is reigning supreme, how lucky are we? I mean, come Very on. Right. Yep, but i like i said
1: love shang chi i think you should all go see it if you haven't like we did give you spoiler warning so if you like watch this or listen to this whole thing weird but you know you do you i guess um <laughs> but make sure you've seen it see it again like show your support it. yeah, yeah. I was, like go support it go show your love um See it again, again,
0: again, like I said. But I it was a great. Movie. Premier access, get it on Premier access. Let's break some Premier access records, people. Let's do it. Exactly.
1: So I think that's just about wrapping up what we have to say about Shang Chi. Am I correct?
0: I think so. Do you want to quickly go into some of the other crazy things that have happened around the Marvel universe in the past couple weeks? Because it's been a lot. I would love to do
1: that, and I'd also love to give some fans a little bit of a what's coming up idea. Agreed. So obviously, what if has been coming out on a weekly basis. So while I get it's a little bit different than what we're used to, I hope everyone's been keeping up with that. We're yet to see if there's any repercussions in the MCU for that. So definitely make sure you guys are keeping up watching those. They're pretty good. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. And I like the concept. Yeah, and I, and I love the concept
0: behind them. So make sure you're watching those. Um, I think, And really quick, there will be an episode. We're not going week by week like we did with Loki for, um, yes. for What If, but there will be an episode where we will recap. Um, I think they knocked it down to nine episodes where we will recap all nine episodes. Um, we'll talk about our favorites, which ones stood out, what we liked, what we didn't like, and what we think are going to be those repercussions that haven't quite shown themselves yet. So yeah, that'll be coming up soon yes and then of course
1: i think i mean i definitely mentioned this and i'm gonna tell everyone if you haven't seen it already the no way home trailer did drop i believe a week or two ago and
0: looks pretty good uh it looks I mean, so freaking oh, crazy oh yeah we like
1: were are screaming during it um and i know I fans were a lot of it. choice words because i was so excited it, yeah, was, it was it was awesome so definitely if you haven't seen that Make sure you're watching that. Um, I think those are some of the things that have happened relatively recently. But to move into what's to come for the rest of this year, and I know we do this pretty often, but I'm trying to keep people up to date. Um, so this obviously is not MCU directly, but maybe one day could be Venom. Uh, Let There Be Carnage is coming out in October. which Looks I- so
0: good. Yes. it. I don't know if it played in your theater, but the yes. trailer, which I'd already seen, came up as one of the trailers, obviously, for Shang-Chi. That was, I mean, it just looks amazing. I love Woody Harrelson. I think he's incredible. And I'm so excited to see him play Cletus Cassidy. And, just- and Carnage, seeing him on the big screen for the first time. they are flying. All of wow. my childhood nightmares, like, literally made real, but, like, in the coolest way ever. But I love it because, you know what? Carnage has been a character that I
1: think they've shied away from for such a long time. And I'm he's so, so really happy awesome. that we finally see it. Yeah, I, so... That, that'll that be out in October. In November, we have The Eternals, um, which is also very exciting. It looks really good. Um, and then, of course, I know everyone's been waiting for it. No Way Home will, of course, be in December. So hold in and there. We have a movie forget, just about-
0: We have Hawkeye sometime yes. in November as well. It begins, goes to, I think, the middle of December. And supposedly, we're still getting Ms. Marvel. We did not get the end credit scene of her- In this movie, still mums the word on anything and everything related to her. But the last we heard, she is apparently still coming out this year. So says, I believe, a producer at Marvel. So unclear. I mean, as soon as there's some news, we will, of course, be sharing that on our Twitter. But for now, there is just, sorry, guys, there's like no news relating to that at all. Yeah, so,
1: but I wanted to wrap up the movies just or let everyone know about the movies real quick. Because I know those are like the big things going on right now. Um, but yes, there are the shows coming out as well. So when we get a little bit more news, stick with it. Uh, right now, not really much happening in that department. Movie wise, a lot more. We obviously have been getting trailers and we have trailers for now in the next three months, three movies. So that's awesome. And obviously keep an eye out for I'm sure another No Way Home trailer eventually. Uh, not quite right away, but soon. Enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, so those are the movies coming up. And so make sure you guys are sticking up with everything.
0: Yeah. And then in terms of the episodes from us that you can expect, we have a couple more weeks where we'll kind of just be going through some different topics. We have some interesting, an interesting series coming up for you guys that we're excited to, you know, finally share with you. We've been kind of working our way through. So that's coming down the pike. Once um, What If wraps in, I guess, about five weeks, we will do our rap episode for that and that should get us real real close to when we will be doing predictions for the eternals as well as hawkeye um so we might be pulling double duty for some weeks while those get ready and then we will be hopefully back to weekly episodes for you guys once hawkeye comes out and or if miss marvel ever makes an appearance which is looking less likely by the day but we'll see so with all of that uh coming down the pike please be sure to subscribe to our podcast so that you know. When we have new episodes, as well as our blog, which always has some a little additional information, some fun memes, Mm -hmm. some extra things to fill in some holes or things that we missed or forgot to talk about. So give us a follow there as well. We have plenty of good information there in that channel also. And also we have our
1: Twitter, which is Marvel. nope, it's Let's Talk MFT. (laughs) I always get myself ahead of myself, Um, but it's Let's Talk MFT. And as always, I like to interact with everyone. I do share news on there as soon as I see it. So if you want to keep up with some things, um, some theories especially that we like to share, uh, definitely go check that out and, you know, tweet things towards us. I like to interact with everyone. Uh, and see what other people have to say. I'm always open to other theories and same with on the blog there's a comment section so always always feel welcome to give us your own theories or maybe say something that you would like us to cover so go check out both of those and like we were covering with all the things coming out with Marvel there's a lot to keep up with so make sure you're doing it because Marvel just blew your mind so let's talk about it.